Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job and fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. 
Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Thursday edition, what did you know and when did you know it? What did you know and when did you know it? It's like I'm covering uh, something out of D.C. What did they know and when did they know it? First question for you today. Actually, those are a couple of questions, aren't they? What did you know? When did you know it? We welcome you to uh, your Thursday edition. John Adams, Knoxville News Sentinel, going to join here momentarily. The great TGMD, you bow your head when you say his name, the great Matt Dixon, in the house. Matt Dixon, buenos uh, dias to you, amigo. Uh, buenos evening, buenos afternoon. Hope you're well. I'm uh, doing great. Doing great, Tone. What did you know? When did you know it, Dixon? That's what I want to know from you right now. Well, I can't get enough of the, the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. Mike Griffith is in here, Brian. I, that, it's why college football is the greatest sport on earth. And, and Brian Griff's in our Twitter spaces right now if you want to give him a shout-out. He's requesting to speak here on uh, Twitter Spaces. Brian, yes, what do you make? Brian, what do you make of this thing? Well, what do you make of I'm the sort of? What do you make I of the sort whole of think that a lot deal? of teams go through stuff and do stuff that are questionable to get an advantage I that we don't know they, about? They're not. I think that they're not doing their job if they don't do that to some degree. That we don't know about. But, yeah, that we'll never know about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It sounds like in some way Michigan might have overstepped what they're supposed to do in that terms in those mm-hmm. terms. But but it sounds like somebody really wants to get Jim Harbaugh out of college out of college football. Matt, what is your favorite aspect of this? We're having tried just talked to John a second ago. We're in trouble connecting with him, but what is your favorite aspect Matt, of this entire story, what, you you told me last night in a text. You said, "Tony, I'm like seven thousand pages deep, up to my nose in this thing." What is your favorite aspect of it, Matt? As you've uh, um, uncovered this from many different angles. Well, it, it's still a, a, a kind of a big unknown right now, but the. The guy's 500-page Michigan manifesto, I 
I can't wait until that becomes public. Now, who wrote um, a 500-page Michigan manifesto? The, the the guy at the center of it is it is it Connor Stallings? Oh, Stallions. He has Stallions. Stallions. Yeah, he has like a like a I think it's, it said 500-page manifesto about all this, which is just incredible. <laughs> and it, it might it might rival the Unabomber's manifesto for for the best. Uh, manifesto by a Michigan grad. I mean, it's just incredible. Or like when the Scam Hankey guy went to. Yeah, when Scam Hankey was fired by the Sixers, he he quoted uh, Plato, and he 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 went all this all this uh, Kierkegaard and all this philosophy, and he was it was totally insane. It's no wonder they suck. Um, okay. So Tennessee's gotten drugged into this thing. You know, we're kind of all minding our own business, watching this thing from afar. A couple weeks ago, it looked like a nothing burger. And then all of a sudden, Tennessee gets drugged into it. And Tennessee went from getting drugged into it to, wait a second. So let's, let's back up here for the uninitiated that don't live online. Laura says, you know this thing's blowing up, right? Yesterday. And I said, what do you mean? Well, there are people out there now linking this guy to what happened to the Vols last year in Columbia, out of nowhere. And the story goes, if you choose to believe the story. As I wrote today on the blog, I don't know what to believe. I wasn't there. I kind of dismiss it, but again, I don't know. Personally, I kind of dismiss it. Then again, Johnny Boy Bryce put a report out last night where, because I talked to a couple people, you know. He talks to more people than I talk to. Because that's his job to talk to all those folks. Um, I talked to a couple people around the Tennessee thing, and they don't, they just, let's put it this way. They're not going to use that as an excuse for what happened last year. Apparently, allegedly, if I can use the term vol nug, there's a little nuggy that. Uh, started out as an ember yesterday and turned into a five-alarm fire. A little nug, shall we say. What's up, Double-A? A little nug. And, hey, I'm all about it. You know, I, I like to have fun like the next person. John Bryce wrote the following in the middle of a piece last night while I'm dismissing this. He wrote, moreover, a source with direct knowledge indicated to Football Scoop that Michigan may have attempted to assist the opposition of a potential CFP opponent in an effort to disrupt the team's potential path to the playoff. And then I put a link to the story. He's talking about the Vols last year in South Carolina. Now, he's going to come on with us in the second hour today. Now, he doesn't spell that out in the story, but that's obviously what he's talking about. 
Matt, you were there. Now that you look back on the South Carolina game, is it possible that they had the answers to the test that night before they took the test? Could that have been what happened? Why their offense clicked? And the story goes that this Connor Stallions guy also scouted Clemson, who was on the periphery of being in the playoffs. And and the story is that some people want to believe. Again, I don't know if I believe it. You can't dismiss anything outright, though. You've learned that in this world. You just learned that. And Mike Griffith is requesting to speak, Brian, in our Twitter spaces. I mean, do you think he knows something with his Michigan State ties? Do you think he knows something, Brian, we should know here? Well, let's uh, find out. Matt Dixon, what do you uh, what do you make of this whole thing? I, I want to know right now if you think that there's a possibility that there could have been some subterfuge and some espionage going on that took the Vols out of the playoff chase last year. Oh, I, ab- absolutely! I think there's a there's a chance of it. Um, I think it's it's interesting that that Clemson's linked to it too because that's who South Carolina beat the next week. They upset them as well, and that's what made me kind of, you know, just kind of well, maybe South Carolina kind of clicked for them. You know, they basically completely changed their offense in a week, um, and what you know, all the stuff about the Satterfield, and I think it was was it Freddie Kitchens was like all that stuff. It. It's still the most shocking result of a Tennessee football game in my lifetime. I like it's one thing to go get beat, you know. Hey, the guy has a career day. Like they scored sixty three points. I think Tennessee stopped them on one drive, and they scored a touchdown on every other one. Like I, I, it's the most shocking result of a game, and I kind of would dismiss that stuff because of what they did to Clemson the next week, but. Now you're kind of linking the two, so I, I think it's interesting. It makes for a great show topic, um, and it's it's definitely something worth kind of looking into. But because I I think the the kind of narrative around Michigan for a few years has been they really struggle with up tempo teams, and obviously we kind of can see why now, and that that would be a reason why you would want to keep a a Tennessee team out of the playoff. But on the other side of that, I think it was they haven't, they didn't even scout TCU or they didn't have anybody in person at a TCU game. Like, so why would you want to knock one team out of the playoffs, but not even scout another potential team? Yeah. And I'm going to bring John Adams in here. So also there's a, there's a site uh, I, I just got a link because people are digging in this thing. And the more people dig, the more nebulous it becomes. The more nebulous it becomes, the more confusing it becomes. Because people get down like way into the nitty-gritty on this thing. This is from Florida Gators Reddit online. Um, somebody sent me this. And it reads as follows. Surprise Vol Twitter isn't running with this more. The week following the alleged scouting... Carolina's defense wore wristbands for the first time all year in their game with the Vols. And then they go on to talk about the fact that Shane Beamer has gotten caught up in receiving hot property before when it comes to information. He got fined when he was a member of of, uh, of Virginia Tech staff. 
when he was up there, and he had to pay a $25,000 fine after receiving hot information from a disgruntled Wake Forest employee, a former quarterback that was working on Wake Forest Radio. And I do want to say, John Adams, that Mike Griffith was just in our in our Twitter Spaces room requesting to speak. I didn't go to him because I didn't know what he has, but maybe he's got something. Maybe you can text him, John, and see if he's got something on this Michigan thing he wants to add because he was at I'm Michigan not, State. I'm not bothering with that. I, I do want to apologize for not coming on sooner, uh, and I don't want to mention any names here. But I really believe, and I can't prove it right now because I'm not a computer expert, Come. that a competing station here in Knoxville Jammed your... sabotaged my computer, and I couldn't join your call. Um, I was able to work around that. I called a friend who's very computer savvy, mm-hmm. and he walked me through it, and I got on. So I just want to apologize for that. I mean, I can't prove that inconclusively, but I mean, conclusively, but I... I just wanted to throw that out there, and again, I apologize. Yeah, the thing about this is, it's I don't I don't eliminate any possibilities about anything in anything anymore. I mean, this is the craziest world. It gets crazier by the day. But I mean, Matt brought up some good points, though. If when you start digging into this and look at big picture here. Um, if Michigan is that devoted to this process, why in the world would it wouldn't it uh, be concerned about TCU? TCU was rolling, and uh, I've been more concerned about TCU than Clemson. Uh, and I don't have to study film to know that. I mean, TCU is a better team, despite what happened against Georgia. Maybe Georgia got TCU signals. I mean, maybe Georgia. The other thing that strikes me, if this, if you could have this kind of impact on a game, if, if this is the whole reason for South Carolina's, uh, surgeons late in the season, then, uh, surge rather, uh, then, uh, why isn't it, it's hard for me to believe that Michigan would be the only team to do it. Uh, it's also, um, you know, I, I also wonder, Aren't you being irresponsible if you aren't changing your signals every week? If this possibility is out there, wouldn't you change your signals every week? On all phases. Because Watson Brown, well, well, Josh Heupel said, what you got to understand is, he told Adam Sparks this yesterday. Well, he told it in the teleconference, but Adam was on with us right after that, so. I say he told, told Adam Sparks this. He did tell Adam. You're correct. Yes, he told Adam. So he says what people what people really have to understand about this particular thing is that they're, they're alleged to have stolen offensive, defensive, and special team signals. Last year, or in that South Carolina game, Matt, I remember we commented on how we looked like we were playing in slow motion and how they looked like they had a cheat code going. Again, I I don't buy it personally, but the more I think about it, the more I, like John, I can't dismiss it. I don't laugh at people that think it, but I think to myself, 
Okay, so this Connor Stallions guy internally, this is what this is what people want me to believe. Want us to those of us who are a little skeptical on this. They have an espionage ring set up. And the Washington Post and Yahoo and other folks have uncovered this. And these news organizations can put some heavy lifting behind this stuff and can and can get in can get things that one man band, two man band, three man band's not gonna get. Okay. We all understand that. My question for anybody listening, and maybe you can help me out with this. John's right. Why wouldn't why wouldn't they scout TCU? It doesn't make any sense. And what was it about us that they wanted us eliminated? And then if you want if you believe they wanted us eliminated, why would he share the information about Clemson so they could beat them next week? I would want to play that Clemson team if I were them. The Clemson team we saw (laughs) in the Orange Bowl, why would I share? Now, I was told last night by somebody that knows, this guy made about $55,000 last year, this kid who's who's alleged to have done this. And this dates back... On On the books. This dates back three years. That's right. And so thinking about it, if this guy could flip some information to some other teams... And he was loose-lipped about it. Here's how we know he was loose-lipped about it. Because over on VolQuest, a friend of a friend was telling people, hey, this guy was at the Kentucky game scouting this thing. Scouting that he was he was scouting us. And, and, and people look at that as kind of a throwaway line. But Southern college football, for this reason, and Michigan's drug into some Southern college football, remains one of the most interesting sports going. Because in the NFL, you can advance scout and do these things, like John said. And these guys are constantly changing their signals. But in the colleges, in 94, they decided not to do this. And now you've added a layer of intrigue to this sport. And now you've got this. Look, you're getting ready to have a 12-team playoff come online. If teams one through four or five determine they have a chance to win the whole thing, but there's a team out there at 13 or 14 that had some injuries but has gotten healthy, and they want to get them knocked out. What's going to stop them from sharing some information with somebody that's playing them late in the season to get that team out of there? See, we've introduced a whole new – it's one thing for me to scout opponents. It's another thing now to say, you know what, I'm kind of a kingmaker and a king breaker here. And we've decided we want to get Tennessee out of there. Matt, you think Michigan looked at Tennessee last year and thought, Harbaugh thought, man, they just play too fast for us. We're not ready for that jelly. They'll run us off the field with the way we approach. Is that possible, Matt? I mean, is that that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, I, I, th- I think so. Tennessee would be a, a really bad matchup for certain teams, and I think Michigan would be one of them because they're just not used to playing at that speed or just against, against that stuff, um, and knowing that the up-tempo stuff kind of negates, you know, their signal stealing, um, you know, I, I do think that, that you could you could make that assumption, I, I think, for sure. So, I, I again, it, I just think it's so fun, and, and there's, there's fun. always just enough connections and things that, don't make sense to make you think something like this is possible. Hey, John, this is like the Kennedy assassination. Like, you and I love it. It's what it is. There's enough 
colonels in there. You've got, now obviously I'm comparing this to the assassination of a president, which is really stupid. However, in all these conspiracy theories, those, those who are prone to them, there's a little kernel of something, and then you take it and you blossom it into something else. It is true that Frankie Jr. got caught receiving stolen goods before, so he's shown the propensity to do this. It is true that this kid has uh, connections to the South Carolina staff, however that works. That, that's true. Uh, Matt said this kid's telling people he's got a 500-page manifesto that he's about to release telling his side of things. You got to admit, John, this is kind of um, after the fact, kind of fun, and it's another thing that makes college football such an interesting deal. Yeah, it's uh, it's why it's my favorite sport. Yep. I mean, we can go back, and it's not. A, teams have already always tried to 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 steal any information they can. I mean, there would be opposing coaches before that rules came into play, and I'm not saying it's still. I mean, look, these kind. Is they always say, if you don't get caught, you're not cheating. I mean, this is a, this is highly competitive endeavors. This is what happens. Here's the thing with this guy, though. If he's doing all this on Michigan's behalf and he's making fifty five thousand on the books, he has got to be living in Las Vegas, or he's got to be living on his cell phone, and he's. He's got to be betting this every Saturday. He should be able to retire now. If this is all true, he should have made enough money where he doesn't have to work anymore, doesn't have to go watch it, doesn't have to go film anything. Because if you think, I mean, if this is responsible for shifting to South Carolina, I mean, I thought Tennessee, there was more chance of Tennessee beating South Carolina 63-38 to then there was South Carolina winning the game. I, I, I mean, don't you think? Based I'm on just what telling you. I mean, season, I mean, allegedly, so- they've wore wristbands, Sean, for the first time in the game. People that were there say we look like we were playing in slow motion, and they were in fast motion. And I don't believe okay. it. I don't believe but, it. But I'm, I'm still, but I'm wrestling with it in my brain going, is it possible? Well, well, I think that's the thing. You you have to always say, yeah, it's possible. You just can't deny. You just can't say it's impossible because we've seen too many things, different things happen. That's the, uh, that could be the second time Michigan stole a Heisman from Tennessee when you think about it. Yeah, good one, bro. I mean, <laughs> you know, though, uh, Tennessee still scored 38 points on them. That's pretty impressive. Uh but but you see my point about the the betting aspect of this. You know how valuable inside information is in betting. Brian, and here this yeah. guy had the ultimate inside information. But again, the thing, coaches know how competitive all this is, and you know how paranoid coaches are. Yep. I don't understand why coaches that this possibility exists, why they wouldn't change their signals. From one game to the next. Laura had a great That's, point last night. Let's say Connor Stallions comes out in his manifesto and he admits to this. Now, Matt, how many pages is this guy's manifesto allegedly? 
It's like 500, and it's it's his blueprint for running Michigan football. Like he's a Michigan like super fan. <laughs> like that's okay. why he's doing all this to benefit the program. So, the thing that's really wonderful. Laura said, let's say he comes out. Last night she was telling me this. And it comes out concrete that, hey, I was responsible for really screwing the Vols, you know, messing that whole thing up, getting them beat. And he comes out, I did it. O.J. Simpson, I did it. Can Danny White turn around, Tennessee turn around and sue them? You took a lot of money today. At the you very took least, several million dollars it, away from us. I mean, I would call a press. Con- I would raise a stink to high heaven if that happened to me. She's well, got Danny, a good point. Why, he at least should buy championship rings for the players. He's already done that. It's that'd be twice now. For <laughs> I see what you did there. Well, Matt, but, Matt. but again, I just can't fathom. You know, if this is all true. Right. And this guy did this 500-page manifesto. Right. You know what would have been great? To have been there, sitting next to him, watching Michigan lose to TCU. One team they didn't scout. The one yes, team they didn't great. scout. <laughs> or how about sitting there next to him watching South Carolina just take us apart? Well, and him, you know him knowing, thing, though, you- And him knowing, hey... A, a result to shock the world's getting ready to happen here, and I'm the only guy in the, on the planet that knows it's getting ready to happen. With 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 Tennessee's up tempo offense, so uh, I'm not speaking to the defense. I'm just speaking in Tennessee's offense. Yeah, I think it would be hard to to uh, make this work because it's running play so fast. John, personally, I don't believe it. But there's enough there to look at it. And I'm going to ask the listener right now, 865-200-5402, do you believe it? Do you believe this happened? Do you believe that some low-level operative at Michigan who makes $55,000 a year upset the total access, access rather, of the 2022 college football season and knocked the story of the year, the Vols, off their moorings that night in Columbia, costing them a spot in the national playoff. I'm asking the listener right now, do you buy that? Let's do a hypothetical. Go ahead. What if What if Michigan had scouted, had filmed, in fact, TCU? And so it it would have dismantled the Horn Frogs and then played Georgia. Do you think Michigan could have beaten Georgia, even if it knew every defensive and every offensive call? I don't think it could have. No, they got trucked in the Orange Bowl the year before by them, and they had this, they this stuff was the going before. on then too. Yeah, what, I mean, I think Georgia pretty much. Do you think it would have helped TCU to know what plays Georgia's about to run? No. I, I think Georgia could have gone up to the line and said, okay, we're going. I'm getting ready to throw the ball. Stetson, I'm throwing the ball to Brock Bowers. He's going to run a skinny post here, 
and I'll be flinging it to him. Just wanted to give you guys an update. This guy apparently, yeah. though, John, the story goes, the Stallions guy, had a network of people. He would buy tickets. And he is had that his real name? You Connor think that's Stallions. his real name? That's his name. He had a network of people. And the way this allegedly leaked out, I've got a link to it on my blog over at tclub.team today. Mike Griffith a second ago was just in our um, was just in our room over here at Twitter Spaces and requested to speak. Could he have something from his Michigan State days to say about this, about what's going on at Michigan? Could that be why he was putting his hand up? And I didn't call on him in the room, but the people that were in the room saw me that he was there. I'm not making that up. That was quite a while back that Mike was at Michigan. Could he have something Michigan. to say on Recovering this? Covering Michigan State, huh? Or would he just be in here trying to stir this up? You think he would have something of of, of great import to 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 share to impart to us? It's possible. As I said earlier, anything's possible. Him moving the ball. I mean, a a lot of things are. Uh, let's do, let's do, I just popped myself over here. Let's do this. A brief Terrell Owens. I want to hear from, do you believe this? Terrell Owens? A brief T.O. Do you, time out. Do you believe this? I mean, do you, do you, the living listener, think this is poppycock or, or, or Tennessee fans looking for an excuse here? Do we owe a group apology to one Jeremy Banks. I, I tell you, that's a guy out there that's, well, if he knows of it. That's yeah, we, a guy. Think about it for a second. Yeah. No, he was still an awful teammate that week <laughs> leading up to that game. Let's not dismiss that. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. 
Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Hey gang, Carl Wayne Meekins here. I want you guys to come out and see us live on Veterans Day, 11, 11, 23, 7 p.m. Guitar and Cadillac Hall that sits right on top of Puckett's in Columbia, Tennessee. Got a huge lineup for you. We've got Troy Kemp, Katrina Burgoyne, myself and my band, and then the legend Jimmy Wayne's going to come in for a few songs. Going to be a big night in Columbia, and Columbia ain't going to be the same. Okay, so get your tickets at eventbrite.com, Guitar and Cadillacs, Carl Wayne Meekins. We'll see you there. Well, this is time I always talk to Miles Johnson at Foodland. He is on vacation until next week, so I'm going to give you a little update of what they've got at Foodland this week. And this ad is a one-week ad, started Wednesday, October 25th, runs through Tuesday, October 31st. They got New York Strip Steak, $5.99 a pound, boneless pork chops, $3.49 a pound, seedless grapes, white or red, for $1.99 a pound, Campbell's Chunky Soup, two for $4. Along with that, they have Mayfield Select Ice Cream, two for eight. They also have Sundrop, 7-Up, RC Cola or A&W, three for ten and Frito-Lay's Variety Packs the 18 counts, $8.99 and again that is Foodland this week go check them out, uh, they are a fantastic place, located right there in West 7th Street, they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. so make sure you go check out the great deals they have and uh, we'll talk to Miles next week when he gets back from vacation 
Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Look, the episode where that guy went over and pretended to like Marsha so he could get Greg Brady's playbook, it got nothing on this. And for him to use Marsha like that was a disgrace. But this Connor <laughs> Stallions guy is a damn joke. Cannot wait to read his Sam Hankey manifesto for the ages. He's reveling. Apparently, he's reveling in the glory of this. Wait till he somebody hits him with a lawsuit. The backstory on this thing, John, is that the way it got to the NCAA's attention, there's a booster at Michigan who's feuding with Jim Harbaugh. Doesn't like the way Harbaugh's treated him. Doesn't like the way Harbaugh carries on like he's a king. And he's the one that tipped off the NCAA and news organizations to this. And let me tell you something. I got time for that. I got time. Because you're a Michigan man. I'm a Michigan man. I'm a Michigan man. Computer access stuff back in like January. Because I'm a Michigan. They had a coach that had to that had to resign because he got in trouble for like accessing documents on people's computers on campus. Hey, I'm sure that's tied into this as well. There's so there's so many branches coming off this tree. Yep. And and here's one that popped into my head. Yes. From an Ohio State perspective, is that Michigan didn't get our signals, and they still be, they still beat us like a drum in the fourth <laughs> quarter. Ryan Day has to go. I mean, think of the pressure on Ohio State to win that game this year. Oh my gosh! Back to the phones we go, and and poor Frankie Jr is sitting there catching strays today. What now what yeah. if what if they're totally exonerated but the entire world is now pointing back to what happened to him with in 2016. He's over there in South Carolina with a horrendous team that's unwatchable. He's going to lose eight games. He could He's going to lose eight games. And he's sitting there uh-huh. going, what Here's the other thing, Tony. Here's the other thing, don't rule it out. If you're if you're South Carolina, South Carolina is not like a lot of SEC programs, so its expectations are low. Right. But a normal SEC program would be thinking, Frankie, God, you got me saying calling him Frankie <laughs> Jr. His name is Shane Beamer. Okay. It's like you keep using these words. You keep you keep saying kudos. You know it's kudos, but you keep saying them, just making fun of Philip Fulmer because that's what he used to say. But here's the thing. If you're looking, if there's an integrity clause in a contract and, and you're South Carolina sitting there right. and say, well, what if Shane Beamer violated this integrity clause? We don't have to pay him a buyout. You know what? Somebody in Arkansas right now is probably trying to prove that Sam Pittman was involved in this scheme. <laughs> you know. We don't want. I don't think we want South Carolina to make a coaching change from Shane Beamer. We want him down there. Okay. Yeah. And I think you want Jimbo Fisher at Texas A and M. Maybe the Aggies are getting involved in this. Maybe they're on a uh, a hunt to see if uh, this affected if if Jimbo might have been involved in this game too. Tom, 
Tone, could, could Texas A&M win an SEC title if they had all the opponent signals going into a season? No. I'll answer for him. No way. <laughs> that would be no. Let's, uh, let's go to the That's a phones. good question, though, Matt. I'm asking the living listener right now, do you buy this? I went around the room with these guys during, our, uh, during the Twitter Spaces timeout. And these people are all like, there's a probably a pretty strong maybe. John's a, I don't close the door on anything because I've lived. And the truth about, and you know, like I'm, I'm mid-50-ish. The truth is these days, 20 years ago, I'd get surprised by things. My daddy said, nothing surprises me. By the way, the longer you live, nothing, and I mean nothing human beings do can do, think of, consider, none of it surprises me. And these are highly paranoid, highly competitive people. That's the other thing about these football coaches. These are some, and and in many cases, these are some bad dudes, okay? Tony. No offense wait, to wait, them, as a lot. Tony. Go ahead. Hey, you're, you're saying that Big Ten coaches knew about this, that Ohio State was aware of it and started changing its signals. I didn't say that. Matt might have said that. I didn't say that. Oh, Matt I don't know anything about it. Matt's, that, going, Matt? Matt's deep-dived it. Matt's deep-dived this said thing. the Big Ten had an awareness of what was yeah. going. Okay. Well, yeah, it's well, kind Matt, of an unspoken deal. Do you know how stuff spreads like wildfire? Fire, because... All these coaches, they, you know, so many of these assistants move every year. So they're all, we've established a Shane Beamer connection yep. uh, to and Jim Harbaugh connect, all these connections. So word gets out on stuff like this. So to me, uh, wouldn't this thing have spread beyond the Big Ten if it was really going on that strongly? But it John, here's like the problem. Have. But here's, people say, well, why wouldn't Tennessee? Tennessee would have no idea. That they no, were, I'm not. That, no, I'm not, not saying, saying Tennessee. Right. I'm not saying Tennessee. Right. But I just mean, in general. Right. I think if you were getting ready to play Michigan, if Tennessee were playing Michigan in the first round of the playoffs, right. If it knew it could play Michigan, and it's playing for the SEC championship, or in, in well, let's use Georgia. Let's use Georgia as example. If Georgia knew it could play Michigan. Shouldn't it be changing up its signals for the playoff games? To the phones we go. We'll get our first call in. Hello and welcome. You are live on your Basilio show on a Thursday. John Adams in the house. Welcome in. Hey, uh, this is Justin. How y'all doing? Hey, Justin, welcome in. I've got, uh, <laughs> as everybody else in the country right now, got a thought on this. All right. The reason why. They're asking, okay, did why did they do this with Tennessee? Right. Why did they do why this? Did they, why did they scout Clemson? Right. If Michigan loses to Ohio State, if Tennessee and Clemson each have one loss, right? That one loss for Michigan's later in the season. So therefore, Tennessee would have probably gotten in over Michigan and possibly Clemson. That's another theory to it. Not only you know, if if they give the signal away, okay. So if Tennessee loses like they did, Clemson loses like they did. Yeah. But Michigan loses, they could still possibly get in with that one late season loss to Ohio State. But a two loss Tennessee and a two loss Clemson aren't getting in. 
that's you, another thing you got to look at. You, what, you what and just, Brandon Cave have the exact thought. Go ahead, John. Well, what about Alabama? Alabama was right on the cusp of the playoffs. So you don't want, if you're in Michigan, you don't want Alabama. You probably, well, I guess uh, you could have given Brian Harson this information. No, he was gone by then. It was uh, Cadillac <laughs> yeah. driving that uh, driving that show. Uh, <laughs> but but Alabama, I mean that would be a concern. Alabama was lobbying. Remember Nick Saban was lobbying like we belong in the playoff. Now he didn't belong. If Tennessee had beaten South Carolina, there's no way you could have taken Alabama over Tennessee. But I, I'm just saying, if you want to really cover all your bases here, um, yeah, I would have been. I would have been looking at Alabama, and maybe, uh, maybe Michigan looked at Georgia like, well, it's so good. Just what's the point? We just got to hope we don't have to play them or something. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. I, I don't know why they didn't scout TCU. Maybe they thought TCU would would falter along the way, or maybe they thought. With one loss, they could get in over a one-loss TCU if they did falter. They they just, I don't know. But that's just another theory me and some of my friends have talked about because by helping South Carolina, okay, where they just came out of nowhere, like everybody said, and they beat Tennessee, and then they beat Clemson. Like, this team came out of nowhere and just, they'd done a complete 180 on how they were playing offense. Well, but here's one thing to remember with South Carolina, and we talked about it at the time. It was a big point of discussion. South Carolina's top two running backs were injured, so it had to change its offense, and it had to lean on it had to lean on Spencer Rattler, the quarterback, yep. just turn him loose and let him fling it. What mystified me about that whole thing? Why didn't South Carolina do that from the get go last season? Uh, also, maybe they remember, didn't see things. It, because Matt said they came out in a totally different offense. I know, but... It's almost it like they had the answers to the question, John, before it occurred. And I'm not saying whether they did or not. But they also put Jaheim Bell at running back, and he carried the ball 17 times. He was a tight end. You know what's funny, too, about Jaheim Bell, who's now is now at Florida State? What's, what's interesting is word percolating, and, and Bino's nephew lives in South Carolina. He just texted me. <laughs> The word is they were trying to keep those guys that were a flight risk happy going into that game, and that's another reason why they relied on that information to open that offense. He knew those guys were all going to leave, so let's pull out all the stops and beat Tennessee and Clemson and act like we have some life at the end of the year. Matt, which and feeds that theory that much more, didn't Matt. most of them leave anyway? Well, they ended up leaving anyway. Which feed, they all which, left. Which Matt, Matt feeds your theory, which feeds your theory that it was different that night. Well, it definitely was different, and that, that contributes to this. If I looked at this the way I looked at the Kennedy conspiracy, the yep. Kennedy, they said, because I don't believe Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. So if I look at it in the same way, these would th are things that would resonate with me. Exactly. Uh, all the all the stuff I can see why why people would cling to it. Yep. Another thing you you have to look at when you start examining all areas of this is uh, apparently Notre Dame was not scouted, and South Carolina didn't beat Notre Dame. But it put up a lot of points, and it, it, I think it had around 40. Wasn't it like a 45 to 42 game or something like that? Isn't that interesting? Justin, anything else for us on the way out? 
I, I like I like how uh, John tied it in. I'm a I'm a huge JFK conspiracy guy myself, and this thing's like the magic bullet, man. Where's it going to land? Is it going to wind up pristine, <laughs> laying beside Harbaugh, or what's it going to look yep. like? Out in the yeah, street. it's a magic bullet. It's, 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 it's ricocheted. It's ricocheted off Michigan to uh, to South Carolina to Clemson to Tennessee. Just keeps going. Matt, are we talking ourselves into something here, or is this thing? Uh, Smell fishy, like Brian Hartman said. Well, I, I definitely think it's worth looking into. I mean, we're obviously taking it a little overboard, but I, I definitely <laughs> think it, it's it's worth it's worth kind of investigating, and maybe maybe somebody within Tennessee's program can go back and rewatch that South Carolina game, you know, in the off season, and and maybe Dude. maybe you notice a few things that when you're looking at it from this perspective that you're thinking. Well, now we know why they they were so keyed in on this play or, or whatever. What about what about Matt? What about the that, fallout? Go ahead, bro. Do you think that they tried to reach out to Joe Milton? Not that Joe Milton would say anything, but do you think they tried to to try to what? get him to spill some steam? What? You think they did? Would have done that? No. Done what are that? you? What? Who? Okay, you just take a you you take a ten minute timeout. Ten, ten minutes. He's in the penalty what? box. Misconduct. Who? Ten-minute misconduct, what? Ryan Hartman. All right, let okay. me bring in without further ado against that backdrop. We need to. We need to. I'm going to use uh, this appearance by the great Beth Parks as sort of a palate cleanser. On that note, so Beth Parks, pressure on you right now. Hey, by the way, how are you doing? Good to talk to you. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I know you guys. Um, ha- are having uh, there's lots to talk about. We're down the rabbit hole, as they say in the trade. So I want to welcome you into our into our rabbit hole today. Um, Orange Mountain Designs tonight. You want to get the word out. Tell us about this event that is going on. This sounds like a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, basketball season uh, is right around the corner. Um, and I know, uh, just listening to your show before hopping on, you know, uh, we're knee deep into football season and all the things that go into that, but it's exciting that, um, tip off is just, uh, days away and, uh, we have the Lady Vols basketball team coming to Orange Mountain Designs tonight from 6.30 to 7.30 and we're so excited to kind of, um, you know, sports season is the best season um, at uh, at Orange Mountain Designs and Alumni Hall. So we're excited to have them out there. Um, let me tell you a little bit about the event. So the event is free. Um, you know, please bring your daughters and your future Lady Vol players. Um, they the the student athletes are so wonderful to meet and greet with all the Lady Vol fans. Um, we have the almost the entire team. There are two. Um, Two student athletes that couldn't quite make it, but um, it's a free event. No purchases necessary. You'll get a free autograph poster. Um, I'm going to be handing out pom poms, and uh, it's just going to be a good time to get autographs, hugs, photos with um, with those student athletes. And so you're telling me that that's tonight, beginning at what time? Six thirty. So as long as you're in the store and in line by 7:30, you'll be able to meet the entire Lady Vols basketball team. That is extremely cool. And when you reached out to me, I was like, "Yeah, we gotta, we gotta get the word out on this." 
not only do you receive a free autograph poster that the athletes are going to sign, which is really awesome. I mean, we're making memories. Uh, and, and I love this for the youngsters. I always think about, like, over at, alum, uh, at Alumni Hall, the, the baseball events, the meet and greets there, and all the kids that get in line. I mean, those are things you'll mm-hmm. never, ever, ever forget. It's one of my favorite aspects of this whole NIL deal. But then Orange Mountain Designs also has Lady Vol basketball shirts. They've got jerseys. There are balls in there, right, that you can get signed, uh, purchase and get signed, that sort of thing. Speak on that, like all the potential uh, Christmas gifts and stuff that are there. We do have um, the exclusive NIL shirt uh, for the basketball players, uh, for the Lady Vol basketball players at Orange Mountain Designs. Um, Our newest shirts that have been added uh, just in the last two weeks um, is for Avery, Avery Strickland. We have a great shirt that says Ace on it and 13 in her number, um, which is an awesome one. And then um, also a new shirt for uh, Jewel Spear. So we're excited to have them added uh, to the NIL shirt collection. And of course, we have, um, you know, Tamari Key. Um, Caroline Striplin, Destiny, um, Sarah Puckett. We have shirts for the majority of, of the student athletes that are coming tonight. So you can buy a shirt. You can buy an autographed Lady Ball basketball. Um, there's all sorts of fun things that you could get in the store if you wanted to. Of course, the store's open for shopping as well. But, um, you know, the girls are lovely. If you wanted a shirt, their shirt signed as well, they'd be happy to do that. Absolutely wonderful. And once again, where's the store located? So Orange Mountain Designs is um, close to West Ham Mall. Um, if you know where Tomato Head and Chili's is right there off the West Town exit, we are right in the middle. Um, the store is nothing but Lady Ball um, apparel, gear, gifts, accessories. Um, we do carry Lady Ball items at our alumni hall stores as well. But this store is solely dedicated to supporting those female student athletes um, and the Lady Vols um, overall. So if you uh, are a fan, you go to the game, um, you know, we have a lot of the Pat Summit Blue items in there. We have jewelry. We have pet items. Um, everything with the official license Lady Vol logo on it. So I know people are... People yes. that are like me are already thinking ahead to the holidays. Um, if you have a Lady Vol fan in, in your life, you know, this would be a great opportunity to come and get something special signed uh, for that someone special to give to them at the holidays. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be a really fun event. I'm, you know, I'm excited to uh, to be, you know, bring on basketball season. I'll tell you this, Beth. I love me some Brandon Parks. Now, <laughs> my too. favorite, my favorite parks is Beth Parks, so. though. You're funny. You're funny. No, I'm. But being, I appreciate. I'm spitting I mean, facts I know this is a big deal to stop that conversation because that was, you know. Yeah, that was getting ready to go off the rails. That was getting ready to go off the rails there, as you heard, and you came <laughs> in and you say so. Thank you for that. Talking about showing up on time, um, but please get out there tonight. And once again, the time the place and where it's going to be yes orange mountain design tonight from 6 30 to 7 30 um we have uh the lady ball basketball team uh minus two and uh we have apparel gifts 
free posters, Boom. free pom-poms. It'll be so much fun. So I hope to see you guys out there. Much love to you. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. And I've learned I've learned not to ask her if she believes the theory. Ten years ago, I would have asked her that. And then she'd have called me after the show and said, hey, by the way, it was nice doing business with you. Don't drag me into the middle of that. Um, so when we left now, Brian Hartman's serving. Do you think 10 minutes in the penalty box, John, is enough for that? Because in, in hockey, they give you a 10-minute misconduct, which I'm going to start, I think, instituting for Brian. Well, uh, I think I and know you brought Joe Milton. Well, that, what? Yeah. I, I love Bri, but where did that come from? He's yeah, not allowed to, he's not it, it to caught us off himself. guard. Yes. Um, yeah, it did. And you got to remember that you're really you're really a dictator Wait on this second. show. Joe Milton is like in the Kennedy conspiracy. He'd be like the babushka lady. <laughs> Let's. Um, okay, he'd be the so guy holding. He'd be guy holding the umbrella. umbrella guy. Exactly. Or. Could he have been the guy in the storm in the storm drain that fired the shot? I love the storm drain. Or the the driver that turned around and fired the gun and you just didn't see it. But the, I like that theory. The driver turned around and anyway, CC Hoops tells me, Matt, for those that want to ascribe to the uh, conspiracy theory, and he does, Matt. CC Hoops said he's buying this. He said, explain to me that night against Tennessee, how South Carolina went 8-for-11 on third downs and 2-and-2 two and two on fourth downs. Matt, he, he would like somebody to explain how an offense that couldn't play did that that night, that executed at that level. We've, we've all been wondering it since. It's not like they built off that momentum this year at all. Matt said it's the most atypical how did you describe that, John, and, an hour ago? Listen to this, John. I want your thoughts. Go ahead. It, it's the most shocking result of a Tennessee football game in my lifetime. Just, you know, I mean, it, it's one thing to lose, and that would have been a big upset anyway, just to lose. But to get blown out and give up 63 points to a team that literally scored six the week before and had been lifeless for much of the season. You well again, and this—that's a contributing factor to this. Look how bad Florida was at the end of the year, yep. and it just beat South Carolina to death. It held South Carolina to six points. How can this? I mean, you know what? I go. I keep my winning percentage when I pick games. Yep. I pick my winning percentage, and I do it against the spread and one loss. Yep. And I do pretty good over the course of the year. I'm going back and changing that South Carolina game. And I'm giving me I'm giving me a W in the point spread and in the overall record because there's just too much here to ignore it. I'm not. It's not fair to me. I'm the main character. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. As we continue, I hate John, I hate this Connor Stallions guy. What he did to me, John Adams on a Thursday. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM one hundred one point seven FM, Columbia. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. 
Hey, Columbia, this is Sabian Beard with the Columbia Noon Rotary Club with some information and an invitation for you. If you don't already know about Rotary, it's an organization over 100 years old that focuses on service in the community, service through vocation, and service to the next generation. Many of our community figureheads participate in the local Rotary Clubs, and we need your help. Our main fundraiser for our service projects is the legendary Pancake Day, held on Saturday, November 11th from 6 to 4. Tickets are $10 for one or $25 for three, and may be purchased at the door or from any Noon Rotary member. Help us continue to serve your community and enjoy a splendid breakfast with your neighbors. See you there. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Back to the phones we go. Ewat's got a, e, Eric Waddell's got a great line that he just texted me that I'm going to share with you. He was in here yesterday, and he's about a clown. He says, Michigan State lost 49 nothing at home to their in-state rival last week. Showed Hitler on their scoreboard during the during their in-game presentation and had to apologize for that. Why did they show Hitler on their scoreboard? And they're probably going to end up having a better week than Michigan when it's all said and done. Mel Tucker. Watson Brown said yesterday that he doesn't think Jim Harbaugh is going to make it through the season over this. He said once these news organizations like the Post and those folks get a hold of this and the hedge of protection comes off these coaches, Sean, we've seen that. When the feeding frenzy gets so great that well, somebody at the top correct. of that university says that's enough, we've had it. But, but is the hedge of protection off him, though? I mean, they're the there. Big, you can argue they're the number one team in the country right now and the favorites to win it all. Do you really think the Big Ten's going to let that – going to – Force their hand there when they with the with the TV money available for making the playoffs. Somebody's asking me was Hypelin on it. He kicked Banks off off his team in an elimination game with a playoff on the line, which is one of the weirdest things ever. Should we should we add him to the list, John, of suspects in this thing? And where would he fit? Would he be? He's not the umbrella man. He, is he up there standing next to Zapruda? He's the uh, Texas law enforcement officer there that in Dallas that died in a one-car crash mysteriously. Back to the phones we go. TLD Logistics Hotline. And by the way, John Bryce, who got in the middle of this, will join us later on in the hour with uh, his paragraph well, that, John, but well, John John doesn't buy into all this conspiracy stuff does he no he wrote the following a source with direct knowledge indicated the football scoop that Michigan may have attempted to assist the opposition of a potential college football uh, playoff opponent in an effort to disrupt that team's potential path to the playoff should Michigan get the death penalty for this Back to the phones we go. Yes, and then Delaware will be the only ones existing that wear that helmet. 
Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call. <clears throat> hey, hey, uh, Tony, it's Rusty. Yo, Rusty. Do you buy this, Rusty? Do you buy this? I'm 50-50. Let me, let me clean up a few things on my buddy Justin, who is right. So this was never, for Michigan, when they recorded Clemson and Tennessee, they were considering these are two teams we're not playing in the postseason. They recorded us before either one of us lost a ball game last year. The Kentucky game, and I think Clemson's was against uh, Wake Forest. So it was before either one of us lost. Now, fast forward, we're later in the year. Now they're competing for a playoff spot if they lose to Ohio State. The two teams that are probably the biggest threat to them not getting in is one loss, Tennessee at 11-1, and or 12-1 and ACC champion Clemson. If they lose the Ohio State game, so they have vested interest in those two teams need to lose so they can't get in the playoffs. Alabama's not a factor. Alabama's already got two losses. They're not competing with one loss, Michigan, for a playoff spot. So that's a ludicrous idea. So it's just... I'm not saying they did it, but there is a reason to want Clemson and Tennessee to get a second loss. And it's not because you're scared to play them. It's because if we lose, you know, in the horseshoe at noon, we're probably not getting in ahead of Tennessee or Clemson. Anybody have a thought on, I thought we already covered that, but Rusty dropping knowledge. we, 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 We added Alabama into the discussion somehow with two losses. John did. I well, I was Alabama. talking about Alabama because John's always got Alabama saying, on his brain. He's always Nick, got Alabama. Nick Saban, Nick Saban was saying Alabama. He was lobbying for Alabama to make the playoff. John has Alabama yeah, on his brain all the time. With Al- two Alabama losses. wasn't competing with Michigan. With the, uh, uh, 10 and 2 Alabama wasn't getting in ahead of 11 nope. and 1 Michigan. Nope. Um, so that's not even in the factor. I will say this for everybody out there that doesn't understand how big knowing the team signals could be. No. Again, this is all ifs. We don't know what's going on. Yep. But if Michigan has Georgia signals, and Michigan did not have Georgia signals the, the year before in the semifinal of the playoffs, that was one of the games they did not record, just like they didn't have TCUs. For whatever reason, they did not have their signal. But if they were on the same field with last year's Georgia team, and every time Georgia's offense is predicated on lots of faking handoffs to running backs and then throwing deep behind it, if every time Georgia calls that play and Michigan knows it, they're not going to try to tackle the running back. They're just going to go tackle the quarterback, and the defensive back cover and the receivers isn't going to bite either. Michigan would run Georgia off the field if they knew all their play calls on offense. How about that, Rusty? Or Matt Dixon, they'd run them off the field. Do you buy that from Rusty? Matt Dixon. Uh, it would It would definitely be a very low-scoring game. What, 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 if, what if Harbaugh's got all of Georgia's defensive things, too? Every time Georgia blitz, I See, that's what, that's what Heupel Georgia, said yesterday. That's what Heupel said yesterday. Every time, time Georgia's in man-to-man, I know it. Every time Georgia's in zone, I know it. That's what Heupel said yesterday, and I appreciate you, Rusty. Watson Brown said, it's a bigger advantage for me to know what you're doing. Everybody, he said everybody makes this thing about offense. It's a, bigger, uh, it's a bigger advantage if I know defensively what you're doing. What about the communications of this? When teams are going fast, that's what I wonder about. I know. It, when teams are, I mean, how do you? I could see where the communication process could be difficult with this. It doesn't make any sense to me. Even if I know what play you run, I still got to. I still have to get in that defense or get in that offense. And it's wouldn't so it, fast. Wouldn't it? Uh, the the idea well, of having Big ten teams don't play with tempo, and they don't play with tempo. Don't you think, Matt? 
if you had a quarterback, well, um, say a Stetson Bennett or Bryce Young last year, who could make their, who could make plays when when plays broke down, that would give you an advantage, even if they knew your your offensive calls. Oh, big big time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bryce Young, uh, uh, Hooker, and it's I mean even even Stetson Bennett, yeah, they can kind of improvise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those guys would still find ways to be successful. Hey, John, am I crazy? Yeah. I think Joe Milton's going to have his biggest night of the year, biggest game of the year, passing and rushing combined. You take those two yardages combined against uh, Kentucky Saturday night. I think he's going to have a really big night. Well, if Tennessee knows Kentucky's defensive signals. And when they get in short yardage, the Vols, John, do you think they're going to do that shotgun stuff, or do you think they're going to have something different this week? No, they'll still do shotgun. Are they going to try something different, or are they going to run the same plays? No, I think they'll run a different play, uh, but they'll still go in the shotgun. Yeah, see, I really, I mean, I always think Kentucky's going to lose to Tennessee no matter what. Yes. If you told me that Kentucky had all Tennessee signals, They'd still lose. I still would pick Kentucky to lose. I still, and I wouldn't bet on it because Kentucky uh, goes out of its way to find ways to lose to Tennessee. It just does. And uh, yeah, I could see Milton having a big game. I mean, I don't think this game will be close. I don't. It shouldn't be. Watson Brown had a great point yesterday. He said, "Look, people don't know this yet, but Kentucky and South Carolina are sitting there." He said, I think they're worse than, than South Carolina. He said, I think a Kentucky bunch is done. He said, the only way Tennessee loses this game is if they play down to them, put it on the ground a few times, which, hey, I mean, anything's possible. Well, uh, uh, Kentucky totally unraveled against Missouri. Yes. Adam Sparks had a really interesting uh, something or other this morning in his column, and here it is, earlier today. Under Heupel, Tennessee has had this propensity to allow teams to go on scoring binges, he calls them, scoring binges. Tennessee has a 1-9 record in those games. Here are the scoring binges. I, Matt, were you aware of this, that scoring binges have been a problem for us? Uh, yeah, this predates Tennessee. It goes back to Hypo's UCF days. Oh, I didn't realize that. So. But the scoring binges work both ways, also. And that's I what mean, Tennessee's put three three scores on teams in you know ten minutes of game time too. That's what um, Adam Adam talks about. But here are the scoring binges at Florida, twenty twenty one, twenty eight unanswered. Tennessee was up fourteen ten. By the time the binge was over, thirty eight fourteen. And that was with Emory Jones at quarterback. Ole Miss, 2021, scored 17 unanswered points in the first half to turn a Tennessee 9-7 lead into a 24-9 deficit. The Vols lost 31-26. At Alabama, 2021, 21 answered points fourth quarter. A 31-24 deficit turned into a 52-31 loss. Georgia, 2021. Dogs, 34 unanswered points, turned Tennessee's 10-7 lead into a 41-10 deficit. Vols lost 41-17. 
Here's a sneaky one. Purdue, Music City Bowl. Purdue scored 16 unanswered points in the second quarter. The Vols were up 21-7 at the time. Uh, led 23-21. Uh, turned it into a 48-45 loss in overtime. That's a real sneaky one from Adam. Alabama 2022, 18 unanswered points in the second and third quarters. Tennessee ended up winning 52 to 49. Georgia 2022, 21 unanswered. Vols were up 3 nothing, 21-3. Vols lost 27-13. South Carolina, the game in question last year, 28 unanswered points in the second to stretch a 35-31 deficit to 63-31. Vols lost 63-38. At Florida this year, 26 unanswered points. At Alabama the other day, 27 unanswered points. And Matt, you say, you say, Matt, that goes back to uh, his days at UCF. Elaborate. Uh, just they... You know they're really streaky. When when their offense is clicking, it, it seems like their defense is also getting stops a lot of times, and they, you know, have two or three possessions where they score, and then it kind of would just flip like that. Just they'll have a couple of three and outs quickly, and you know the other team will kind of fall back in the game. That that happened a bunch of times. Brian Hartman, so. you're now out of the penalty box. Do you have something? Welcome, welcome back, Brian. Do you have something you'd care to add after your ten-minute misconduct? Yeah, um, I just wanted to say that I, I think that, given the fact that Milton played at Michigan, no, 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 Brian, you're going back. Brian, I want you to add something about these runs. God Almighty. Something about these runs. You want to add something about the runs. You just text me something about these runs, and now you're going to – Bruce Pearl football. Bruce Pearl football, which Bruce Pearl has those runs, and you're back in the penalty box ten more minutes. I cannot believe you went right to the middle. What are you doing? Darren Ravel says the following. We need to get a a penalty box sounder for Brian, I think. Darren Ravel says the following, John Adams. Here we go. Michigan State says it's, quote, deeply sorry after a pregame scoreboard question asked what country Hitler was born in. And he wrote, this is insane. All the people in the world, pregame Adolf Hitler, it's sick is what it is. Back to the phones we go. TLD Logistics phone lines. Hello and welcome in. Hey, hi, you're, hi, you're on the air. Welcome in. Hey, Tom. Yo, happy Thursday to a, you. I got, a, I got a quote from a coach I'd like to read off to you. I'd hit it. I won't, I won't put anything in it. Then I'll get on to you know, stuff. I, got, I got a quote from a coach from his press conference the other day. Ready for it? Hang on a second. Is he going multimedia here? Okay. But y'all have been around the game long enough to know that sometimes you might have a really good call and it just didn't get executed right. Play one of the games should have been like maybe 50-yard run. 
go watch the film. But we're eager and excited, and the QB is so athletic. Everybody thinks it's to be a zone read, but we ran a zone flat play where there ain't no read. You hand that sucker off, and the backer fit outside, and there's a crease right up the chute. I obviously didn't coach him well enough on that cut, what was going on there. It may not have been 50 yards, but it was going to be a good run. We were fixing to be second and short or first and 10 again or touchdown. Then he goes on to say, the last thing I ever want to do is throw our kids under the bus. You know who that was? Who that? Cute brief. Kids right under the bus. John, does uh, this guy has a problem with Hugh Freeze? Not a big Hugh. Well, you know, he's a, he's obsessed with him because he got blocked on Twitter by him. Do you, and he doesn't think Hugh Freeze is going to last at Auburn. I think Hugh Freeze will do a nice job at Auburn, John. No chance. John? Well, he's won wherever he, he's been. I yep. see no. no reason why yeah. he wouldn't win at Auburn. I he hasn't won where he's been. To evaluate guys. He didn't win, Mark, no, at Liberty? He didn't win at Liberty, Mark? Uh, everybody, Liberty. look what Jimmy Savile is doing at Liberty. Liberty's a really good job. Okay, he well, won, he won at Ole Miss. At didn't he win at Ole Miss, Mark? He won Tony, at Ole Miss. He, Tony, he won two games nine years ago, and you all are still hanging, hanging your hat on that. He beat Alabama twice. John? That thing I wonder if he had better signals for those games. <laughs> he might have. Well, well, I mean, you know, he, has to, he probably did a prayer circle before and had everybody film it because he never does that stuff off camera. It's always in front of the camera when that has to be done or brings his grandkids over when they're having an interview with the announcers. Grandpa, he, the grandkids just happened to be there when they were doing the interview. You know, Why Grandpa, do you hate you this guy? So, what, I mean, what has he done to you? Because, in a, because, Tony, in a profession full of complete scoundrels, he is by far at or near the top of the list. And people in Knoxville wanted to hire this guy. And so I'm still going to blast him. John, would he have done a nice job here? If Tennessee would have hired him instead of uh, Josh Heupel at the time, would Hugh Freeze have won here, John? No question. No question. Great football coach. Tony. Great. Not a good coach. A great football coach, Mark. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. John, I call the guy a great coach. John, what do you think? Yeah, Tony. I mean, he beat Alabama twice. With twice. Oh, Wallace. Are you kidding, Bo Wallace Mark? Mark, you're embarrassing yourself. Tony, it was ten years ago. And you're twice. you're obsessing over the guy. It was ten years ago. Okay, I Tony, didn't bring him up. You brought him up. Tony, he beat it. Blake. Hey, listen. When I'm in the batter's box, man, I can only react to the pitch thrown to me, and I bat about a thousand on here. Excuse me. Let me go on the Michigan. It was 10 years ago, and you're recounting how many turnovers Alabama had in the yeah, game? I am, because you hang your hat on his guy, the guy had two wins, over two wins. No, but he, he really elevated <laughs> on this program. They won 10 games he, oh, one season. Nick Saban got him run out he, of the Lee, man, the Lee, he, he, the Lee. He elevated, he elevated Ole Miss. Go look at the 2016 and 2017 teams. That he's fortunate he didn't have to coach the 2017 team because that team was going to go four and eight. He got him run out of the Lee. Are you kidding? Wins everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes, man. Auburn is going to chew that guy up and spit him out. No, they're not. He's going to win there, John. He's going to hold Nick Saban accountable. He, he might beat Alabama this year. Might beat him this year. Might no knock him right off their moorings with yep, yep, with no quarterback. He might. He might sneak Bo Wallace so, back Tony, into that game. You want, you, want, you want to have a gentleman's bet for the next – that Hugh Freeze will not be the coach at Auburn in 2026? 
I think he's going to. Anything could happen. Yeah, I mean, four years of major college football. No, no, I'm not that dumb. I mean, 23, 24, 25. He will not make it past 2020. He will not make it to 2020. He could get an NFL job by then, Mark. Oh, my God, Tony. Oh, my God. That's why Mark, I, I don't understand why you're so. Is this kind of a love-hate thing with you? No, he's a Did guy you really that got, like him at one Listen, time? listen. Mark loves him, had a crush on him at one point. No. Was, never had, 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 was fixated on the guy and got blocked on Twitter by him. No, Tony, it's not what happened. You and I both know that's not what happened. I mean, what's next? Well, you going to tell on. me how you're stalking Taylor Swift? Let's, let's get to the Michigan stuff from a, from a guy that lives in Columbus, yeah. Ohio. What's well, we- yeah, because I'm surrounded by a bunch of people that are that are losing their mind. Now, you got to understand something about these Ohio State media folks. They think they're in the pro- they think they're part of the program, and they took it deeply personal when Michigan beat them the last two years. Like it was very personal to them. So. These media people here have been up for a week analyzing all this stuff like it's the Zapruder film. Now, my 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 thing is, like I told you last week, I want to know why Hypo wasn't doing this already. I, 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 I mean, I think it's, uh, sorry, I want to win. And, and that makes me like Harbaugh more that I've learned that he's even a bigger maniac than I thought. John, is there a truth to that? Is there truth to that, Mark. John? If it's that effective, why aren't why isn't everybody doing it? Is that well, true, see, John? Well, see, that's the thing, Mark. Do you think Michigan is the only school doing this? Not on your life. Okay. No. Matt's I right. I don't hear any Mark. head coaches out there saying this is a dis- – Yeah. J- Matt, exactly. Matt had a great point during the break. I don't hear anybody saying this is totally a disgrace. Just like in baseball, nobody, nobody would come out and say anything. And you know why? Because Beano's Yankees started it all. And, Bino, I want to see you tomorrow at Calhoun's on the River. Look me in the eye and tell me differently. You're the Red Sox. You're Red Sox. The Red Sox and the Yankees are the ones that started it, and Houston got caught holding the bag, Bino. You clown. Tony. Tony. Yes. No coach has gone on the record blasting it. And the the only thing that Michigan is, is, is guilty of is just, what, they don't have burner phones and prepaid debit cards in Ann Arbor? They were stupid, John. This Beyond guy stupid. left a this guy left a trail for all the tickets he bought I know. on credit cards issued. He's by an the, idiot. He's an idiot. <laughs> but if you think he's but he's the only guy doing it, come on, Mark. Let's do you think Hugh Freeze is doing it? Do you think Hugh Freeze is doing it? No way, Hugh Freeze would cheat. No. Yeah, no way. No, <laughs> There's no, no way. Not, not Reverend Hugh. Okay. Not Reverend Hugh. He I don't think he would. I don't. I. I, mean, I don't think he would. I, mean, I think the man's a man of moral timidity. He's having got. He's temerity. having players baptized. He's having players baptized. I think it's awesome. I mean, I applaud that. Put, I mean, he's putting it on camera for everybody to see. You don't wow. see anybody else getting baptized. Putting it on camera. He's I applaud him. Do you applaud him, John? For his well, I, of faith. I'm Christian, and so if he spreads the word, yeah, 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 he's a real Christian, uh, right? So, Mark, do you think Nick Saban is doing this? I think he has. I think he's done underhanded things. I think they all have these people. These college football coaches—they're scoundrels. They'll do you anything. Walk in the room with again. them. You're you're, count, you're counting your fingers when you leave. See, he is right. <laughs> he is right. That is true. <laughs> these guys will. This is a highly competitive deal. And they'll do anything to win, which begs to John's point, why aren't you changing your signals from yeah. game to game? They're, 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 and look, if, if Ryan Day is the one that snitched on them, 
that's the difference between uh, Ryan Day and Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer the next day like, why aren't we doing this? <laughs> Ryan Day's run the snitch. Yeah, I don't think and Urban Meyer would have let. Yeah, you know he would. He would have been right there at the top, doing whatever he needed to do to win games. Exactly. And see, and I don't care. I think it's, I want it's that. interesting on I your call, that. though, Mark. You started out. I mean, we were in firm disagreement on Hugh Freeze, but we're very compatible on our other themes here. Because my problem with Hugh Freeze is. Oh boy! It's one thing to be it's one thing to this be a scoundrel, guy the but it's another thing to pretend stuff. like you're one thing to then it's one thing to make yourself out to be Coach Joel Olstein and be a scoundrel. Mark, well, I tell you what, Urban Meyer wasn't baptizing anybody. I no, tell you, he I, wasn't. I'll tell you this, Mark. I don't. I for the life of me, I just don't understand how you get. To the point that you've gotten to with this freeze guy. I mean, you are. You won't let me explain it, Tony, because you won't let me explain well, it. Well, go ahead. I'm gonna give you a second. I'm, you say, I'm gonna give you a second to explain you it. Say, you say it's because I'm blocked on Twitter. It has nothing to do with that. Go ahead, explain it to us. I'll explain it to you. Play the drums low so people can hear me. Go ahead. It's because in 2021, this fan base was clamoring for a guy who made up a story about how he visited Neyland Stadium on a honeymoon. This is a guy who made himself out to be, like I said, Coach Joel Osteen while he was doing whatever he was doing off the field, which I don't, I don't care about off the field. I don't care that he was cheating like crazy old men. But when you make yourself out to be Coach Joel Osteen, you put a big target on your back. Hey, Mark. This is a guy who is completely overrated as a coach. Got a bad John, why we were playing the drums there? Explain to John the connotation of the drums and the and the living lesson that might have just found the show. Why do we play Jemby drums for him? Yeah, I'm dumbfounded. What? Why is that, Matt? It's, it's to keep fellow radio shows from stealing our signals. <laughs> Actually, well, what it is I is you, Hugh I told Freeze you right at the start. Hugh Freeze, the start. Hugh Freeze went to Montreal and recruited Jonathan Kongbo. Do you remember him? Who played here? Huh. Who was an African he played, guy? He, no, he was on the field. Okay. Jonathan Kongbo, Hugh Freeze showed up with African prayer candles, an African shawl, a kneeling pad, and a djembe drum, and proceeded to play that card. And forever, Mark and Columba, when he gets going on his Hugh Freeze rants, back in the day when it looked like he was going to be our co-chair for a while, every call would end with him getting just blasted like that. And that's why he said, please keep the drums low so I can talk. And, Mark, I did. I kept the drums low so you could once again show that you really need to go get some help with that. No offense to you. John, does that sound like a guy with an obsession that's a little on the teetering on the edge of a, of a broken heart? Well, I just think you have to always, when you're very, very passionate about something, you always kind of have to. You have to do some take self inventory every now and no then, and just check and, and just say, "Hey, maybe am I going a little too far?" I, I try to watch that. Me, me too, Matt. Do you, yeah. Matt? 
Dixon, what do you think of Columbus as a caller? Uh, I think he's a really good caller when he's not talking about Hugh Freeze. Well, and see, I thought he made some great points today. I really liked his take on this Michigan thing. Brian Hartman, your 10 minutes is now up. Do you have anything you want to add to Come the on, comment? Tony. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously. Hugh Freeze is just a, he, he tries to be Joel Steam, but he, he's just a big scumbag. See, I'm, come on. Back to the phones we go. It's dad. Brian with a little, Brian with a little Mark and Columbo. Hello and welcome Tony. into our next call on a Thursday. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony, Joshy boy. Under wings. I would like to nominate Mark and Columba as a Hall of Fame caller for next year. The Call of Fame is coming uh, summer of 2024 to these airways, spring of summer in 2024. The Tennessee Sports Call of Fame, the inaugural class. And you would like to put Mark and Columba up there? Yep. Hey, Josh, uh, your boy, would, would it bother you if, if you don't make the Hall of Fame? Oh, not at all, no. I, I think he's on the ballot. Well, but see, that's a level-headed caller. Go ahead, Joshy boy. Joshy Matt, boy? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Matt, Matt, are you coming to Calhoun tomorrow, or are you going to be able to make it? For his birthday. We're going to celebrate Josh's birthday. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. Absolutely. Good. Are you going to be there, John? I don't know. <laughs> you can't say that to the guy for his birthday celebration. I mean, I've at least lie to the going, guy. I've got a lot of things going yeah, on. What, John, John what you do is you do, you do what I do. Right. You, you at least dangle it out there and then act like you got busy. Or come up with a yeah. sore throat or something. No, I, I, I believe in candor. I just kind of, that I'm being very honest. He doesn't know. Matt, do you think Tennessee can give me an early birthday present with a big win over Kentucky Saturday? Uh, ab- absolutely. They they better, yeah. I thought uh, you said I'll your birthday's really tomorrow. Dis- <laughs> I thought your birthday's tomorrow. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. So... Then what's the big deal about tomorrow? Well, because we're celebrating his birthday. Unlike Titans Bill, who wants it on his birthday. Yeah, Tony, uh, when are you doing Random Bill's birthday? Uh, that'll be in, now you guys have heat with each other. I like that. Random Bill's birthday celebration is going to be, I think, around Thanksgiving time. Oh, wow. Yep. That late well, in the year. Did, uh, John, did you not come up? Come through with your promise to get Shirley Jones to Titans Bill's birthday party. And he's working yeah. on it. Well, no, Tony. Again, because because I believe in in candor, I believe in honesty. That fell through, and wow. and I apologize to oh no to Titans Bill. Yeah, I mean, I made a a big effort there. Um, yeah, I was dealing with other people and, yep. and Shirley Jones's people. And I don't want to cast aspersions on Shirley Jones. It's not like I had direct contact with her. And I said, Shirley, this your biggest fan. She's really like stuck you up. To attend his birthday. She's really no, stuck I, up. Yeah. 
I, I, I never got to her, but yeah, all these celebrities and and as Titans yeah. Bill will tell you, she's about as big a celebrity in his as world. it gets. When was her last movie? So Bill, so Bill the other day, speaking of celebrities, called me on when the Eagles acquired uh, Kevin Byard. And he proclaimed two things to me. The Titans are not having a fire sale, which I thought was funny because they're having a fire sale. And the second thing he proclaimed to me was that there's some woman on the Real Housewives of New York that radiates. And he sent me, like, her name, and I looked it up, and I said to Anthony, this is Titans Bill's new crush, and he just shook his head at me. Like, I didn't even know what I don't even know what's wow. Titans. But How is this? Is this woman uh, under eighty years old? Josh, this is not why you called. Go ahead. No, it's not why I called. Let's move on from that, uh, John. But uh, sorry. No, you're fine, John. But uh, Saturday, what do you think are going to be the keys for Tennessee to get a big win against Kentucky, John? Show up for starters. That, that'll that'll be a huge step forward against Kentucky, which always always unravels in the face of Orange. It's just a long history of that. I don't. I'm not putting down the program overall, but yep. it just doesn't play well at Tennessee. I've covered against Tennessee. I've covered so many of those games when it when it came down just make a make a chip shot field goal or. Or, or convert a third and one, and it just always goes against Kentucky. I've seen Kentucky take take leads and uh, seemingly be on their way to victory, and then it just it all turns in a in a heartbeat. And next thing you know, Tennessee celebrating another win. I just and and watching Kentucky against Georgia and Missouri, I just think it might be done. And Mark Stoops talking about how other programs have better NIL deals. That's not what I want to hear as a player. Hey, John, the most beautiful thing about that, the number that was quoted to him was cooked up by Matt. Tell John the backstory because this is really great. Matt, not a lot of listeners know this. It was from from my tweet that I had when they were getting demolished by Georgia because I I looked all this stuff up like a few years ago, and it still rings. They, but he's only beaten two SEC teams to finish the year with a winning record in league play. That's a great stat. South, like yeah. Shane, uh, Frankie Jr. already has two. Hypo actually has three of those types of wins already. And those guys have just been in the league two years. And and here's the greatest part about it. Because, you know, look, I'm not going to knock a Stoops guy. He's done a really nice job of elevating their program at Kentucky. But basically, they, they rack up Mac wins. Louisville yep. hasn't been any good while he's been there, for the most part. Louisville, Louisville will beat him this year, Tom. I think they all, oh, yeah. I think they'll walk yeah, out of this year. But Matt put that into the outside of Lamar Jackson. And a guy phrased the question exactly as Matt's tweet went. It was exactly. And Stoops bit on it, hook, line, and sinker, and snapped and clapped back and said, Well, if we had those kind of players, if we had those players... But you can't do that. But, you can't but do Tony, that. But, Tony, you don't want to no, send that can't. message to your team? Well, of course. They no. went right out there against Missouri, and it was all tied back to Matt Dixon, which is what I love. We get work done over here. Way to go, Missouri. Matt. Missouri scored like 21 unanswered, didn't they? 21 unanswered. 
but uh, those Adam Sparks. Uh, what's Adam call those? Scoring binges. Binges. Tony, uh, you think you think uh, on the field Saturday if Kentucky looks checked out, it could be a long knot for them. I think Tennessee's going to personally. I just don't. Well, Matt doesn't like me predict things in his presence. So yeah. I think Tennessee's. They'll be checking them out. I think Tennessee. I think Tennessee's got a real chance to real chance to hammer these guys this week. Real chance. Tony, I have I have a friend who in in one one sided games or potential one sided games. He says he always says they're going to dog walk them. I like. Have you heard that before? Oh yeah. Where I come from, uh, they say I'm gonna walk the dog on you. Meet you at the track at three thirty. Florida says Molly walk. Molly walk. Well, he says that hey, to Tony, me because I'm Italian. Go ahead. Tony, can I make a Molly Wop, Brian. Molly Wop, you clown. Molly Wop. No, Molly Wop. Can I make a PSA on my way out? Without passport, yes. Yeah, I want to give a PSA out to Mr. C. Mr. C, I hope you can make it out to my birthday tomorrow at Calhoun's. I would like to meet you and have a meeting of the minds. Have a good day. Thank you. There's a love and bloom there. Mr. C, of course, a part of our panel on uh, Winners and Losers, presented by our friends at Miller Lite tonight. We will record that if you're around your device around 7. Uh, those guys went 2-1 and one in their picks and several gave out several winners last week. Those guys had a really good uh, a really good deal. But uh, one thing about Joshy Boy is that uh, I love him. Uh, on the other side, John Bryce jumped in the middle of this thing with both feet. This uh, South Carolina connection with Michigan. Was he talking about South Carolina, the Tennessee game, South Carolina, the Clemson game? Did that lower-level Stafford, Connor, Birmingham Stallions, did he share his information? Inquiring minds want to know. We peel back the onion with Johnny Boy Bryce. Footballscoop.com. We'll get the scoop after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. 
Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
Well, this is time I always talk to Miles Johnson at Foodland. He is on vacation until next week, so I'm going to give you a little update of what they've got at Foodland this week. And this ad is a one-week ad, started Wednesday, October 25th, runs through Tuesday, October 31st. They got New York Strip Steak, $5.99 a pound, boneless pork chops, $3.49 a pound, seedless grapes, white or red, for $1.99 a pound, Campbell's Chunky Soup, two for $4. Along with that, they have Mayfield Select Ice Cream, two for eight. They also have Sundrop, 7-Up, RC Cola or A&W, three for ten and Frito-Lay's Variety Packs the 18 counts, $8.99 and again that is Foodland this week go check them out, uh, they are a fantastic place, located right there in West 7th Street, they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. so make sure you go check out the great deals they have and uh, we'll talk to Miles next week when he gets back from vacation Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. The great, and you bow your head and you say his name, John Bryce now joins, friend of the program, TLD Logistics Hotline. As uh, we are going to break this thing down scientifically like no other. John, first of all, we're sitting around here minding our own business, and then all of a sudden, Tennessee gets drug into the conversation, um, but before we go there, let's let's pull the pull the lens back on this Michigan deal. How big of a scandal as you guys have looked into this? The the Washington Post is now involved, Yahoo Sports, several major national type entities are involved in it. You've got contacts all over the industry. Is this much ado about nothing? Is this a really big deal, or is it somewhere in the middle, John? No, I think it's a, a big deal um, because it's so orchestrated, and um, it's illegal. That's the bottom line. I think Bob Stoops put it best yesterday when he said in all of the years of coaching, he's never heard anything like that. Uh, and I've talked to various coaches at both the FCS and FBS levels this week. I've talked to SEC, ACC, and Big Ten people specifically, and they're all like, hey, look, Stealing signs, that's part of it. We all do that every single weekend. I've known people who are responsible for stealing signs on game days at the University of Tennessee. I know people presently in positions around college football. That's part of their game day duties. It happens every week. It's like a player trying to steal the the signs from a catcher on second base. That's gamesmanship. But when it's orchestrated to this level, that is what is pissing off all of these coaches, and that's what has um, taken this to a whole different level, especially when you consider the specter of everything that's gone on at Michigan and the fact that Jim Harbaugh already started this season on self-imposed suspension only after the NCAA wouldn't accept his, his mea culpa of a four-game suspension for his alleged recruiting violations during the COVID-19 pandemic. So, yeah, I, I think it's a very big deal. Sign stealing on game days, seeing what you can discern off TV copies. I can't stress enough how much every coach I've talked to um, talks about the openness of that, that everybody knows what's going on. Marcus Freeman just finished talking about it a few minutes ago, the Notre Dame head coach. It's when you are sending people in this elaborate scheme to do it to all of your opponents and even potential opponents that takes it to an entirely different level. And what you guys have uncovered, which is kind of interesting in your reporting, is that not only was, was this Stallions guy doing it in person, but he was assigning some of his boys around the country to go and and do this sort of thing, right? Like he would buy tickets, because tra- now you just transfer these electronic tickets, and he was doing it all 
on the on these university issued devices, and that's a state school. So away you go. I mean, that, that, that's kind of what went on here, right? That's ex- exactly what went on here, um, and that's where you have to note that uh, it's been shared by VolQuest posters. Uh, shout out to, to one of my former stops there. Yeah. Uh, it, it's also been shared by a poster on the um, Irish Sports Daily website here uh, that covers Notre Dame, uh, a website that I've done some work for through the years. Uh, and, and so actually uh, another reporter sent me this post a few weeks ago from a Notre Dame message board saying, hey, get a load of this. You need to check into it. And I laughed it off and said, yeah, I'll get on that right away. And dang, like it was spot on. It was almost the exact same type of information that was on the uh, the Tennessee message board, and it was talking about his buddy being sent to Rutgers to to film Rutgers and have all these um, uh, signals, these instructions to record signals and all this stuff, and that it would be paid for. And then, you know, I, I don't think there's there's anything more damning than the halftime interview with Greg Schiano when he's playing Michigan. Also, another team that I'm told to uh, monitor in this that um, haven't gotten to chase this down further but unlv uh, i am told uh which played michigan very much earlier this year uh is another situation to examine what are they doing scouting rutgers and unlv you could roll the ball out there against those teams what are they doing yeah i don't know i don't know if they um felt pressure that they had to be almost perfect or needed extra help in this particular situation because those, those were early season games uh, as Harbaugh was serving his suspension what? or what it is or if they felt pressure because of uh, the college football playoff and they're still being only four slots and starting so high and feeling they had no room for air. And I don't know if they just felt like, yeah, we don't care about the rules. You know, this is what we do. We've got a system and we love it. Great John Bryce joining. Watson Brown told me yesterday who joins us on our Wednesdays with Watson segment. He, he said, Tony, I, I just – don't think I just don't see this guy making it through the year if this stuff's true. Eventually, he thinks Michigan's going to have to cave. When the likes of, and we've seen this, okay, when the likes of the Washington Post get involved, see, then the upper level of that administration's getting shamed because those are the people they take their cues from. That's how this all works. Those are the ideologues. That's their paper they read, that in the New York Times. They're the elites, the people at the top of these universities. And then Michigan has this thing where they've always set themselves apart like they're different. And, and, and now, all of a sudden, this is a very sordid, scandalous, burgeoning controversy. You talk to people. Does he make it through the year, the way this thing is snowballing? What do you think? You know what? I'll... Um I will defer to one of my um, best sources, the guy that works with um, probably 40 colleges and universities across the country. He works uh, in the corporate world as well. He points to next week's Purdue game as a pivot point. And I think we'll have a very clear picture of what action potentially will or will not be taken, according to this gentleman, based on whether or not Jim Harbaugh coaches that game against Purdue. So um, to your point, Pressure is mounting considerably. Another thing that I don't think can uh, be overstated here is let's remember the fact that Ward Manuel and Jim Harbaugh have the chilliest of possible relationships between an AD and a head coach. It's um, 
despite both of them being Michigan men, there is a real strong disconnect there, extremely strong. And that's why you've seen uh, Harbaugh mad when he was forced to take a pay cut after he very nearly was fired. And oh, yeah, I remember that. And as somebody pointed out to me this week, had the um, the Wolverines not run roughshod over Brian Kelly's Notre Dame team late in 2019, there's a strong belief Harbaugh would have been fired at that time. But then he, he took their salary reduction coming out of the COVID year and all of that. Now um, he's openly discussing that they might want to make him the highest-paid coach in college football, but he said that's been a discussion for three and a half years. There was the uh, his overt flirtations with the NFL in recent years, including going and meeting with the Broncos, going and meeting in person with the Minnesota Vikings, thinking he had that job. So there's just a real there. It's a fractured. It's a fractured landscape within Michigan athletics, particularly as it pertains to football and the AD. John Bryce joining us, FootballScoop.com. He does great work there. Knows people all over the country. Knows people around this deal. Um, John, I need you to stay right there if you don't mind. i, I got to say to the radio listener, we're getting ready to leave. I want to get into him, that this Tennessee potential tie and South Carolina and because and, John put something in his story that I uh, clipped and put in the blog today with a link next to his story, and I've got to ask him. I've got to ask him the question, um, and I'll be curious what he has for us in terms of was specifically that Tennessee and South Carolina that he was talking about in his cryptic reference in the blog, Inquiring Minds Want to Know. It was right in the buried in in the middle of that story, but uh, in the meantime, to the radio listener. I-